Hey friends, welcome back to the Love Your People Well podcast. Today we are going to talk about handling our frustration. Okay, so if you are a mama of littles like I am, I know that this topic will be helpful for you. But I also know that in the reality of life, if you are a human, this topic will be helpful for you. So I am going to kind of angle it uh, from that direction of handling frustration with your kids, your little kids. But trust me, uh, the four step process that we're going to talk through today is actually going to be really helpful for anyone who you find yourself getting frustrated with. Um, But for myself, I, at least right now, this season, if you're listening to this live, my kids are little, they're triplets, and they're not even two. So patience and handling my frustration is a big part of my life right now. And that is why I'm taking that particular angle. But this four-step process is actually one that I work on with people in the counseling room all the time because it really helps us manage frustration. I'm not saying you'll never get frustrated, but I am saying that by following this four-step process, you are going to feel a lot more confident about how you handle that frustration and you're going to find yourself uh, feeling better about how you're handling it when it does come up. All right, friends, let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. All right, so let me set the stage for our conversation today about handling frustration with our kids. I am particularly thinking about two scripture verses here. I'm thinking about, I mean, really probably the entire chapter of James chapter three, but this, uh, well, maybe not the whole chapter, but the first half here really focuses on taming the tongue. If you are a Christian, if you have uh, read very much of scripture or gone to church for a while, you've probably heard people talk about how important it is to tame our tongue. And James chapter three really emphasizes this. He hits on how powerful our tongue is. Verse six here says, our tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. It stains the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. Now, of course, we can use our tongue in wonderful ways to praise God, to encourage people. But when we think about frustration with our kids, a lot of that boils down to how do I use my tongue, my words when I'm feeling frustrated? And so let's have that in the back of our minds as we look at this four step process. But there is a second scripture that we think about a lot when we talk about frustration, which I'm looking at Ephesians chapter four, verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Give no opportunity to the devil. You've probably heard this before, right? In your anger, do not sin. And now I know that frustration is not quite the same thing as anger. It's, it's usually a, a step along the road toward anger. <laughs> But my goal here is that as we talk about 
how to handle our frustration when we just find our buttons being pushed. And of course we love our kids, but they're driving us crazy in the moment. How do we use our tongue well and approach the situation so that we are protecting ourselves and our little people from sin? So I want that to be the foundation of our conversation today. I'll start off with a quick disclaimer. I am a licensed family therapist in the state of South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. So yes, this is a four-step process that I teach and work on in the counseling room a lot, but it is also one that I use in my everyday life. And I don't know all of your personal triggers, the things that frustrate you, the things that make you angry. I don't know all of that for you. This is not personal or professional advice. But I do know that there is common grace and that we all struggle with frustration from time to time. Maybe that's every day. Maybe that's 10 times a day. Maybe that's once a week. Whatever it is for you, I know that this four-step process will be helpful. So let's dive in. All right. Set the stage. You have a great morning. You have time in the word. You're praying. You're close to the Lord. Your coffee is hot and it is on point. Y'all, it is yummy. It is good. It is waking you up. Your husband makes you breakfast before he leaves for work. Oh my gosh, this is a great day. You wake up the kids. You're getting dressed. It's wonderful. And then boom, something happens. Probably if you're anything like me, it's something little. It's not even something huge. Our kid rolls their eyes at us or throws their milk across the room or steals our phone and runs away and they won't give it back because they're being disobedient. Everybody loves screen time. Maybe that's just my daughter. She loves to steal the phone and run away. The point is, you might start your day great, but something happens and you find yourself feeling that emotion of frustration. And sometimes we think like, boom, I'm zero to a hundred. I am just angry. But really, when you break that down, it always runs through some common emotions along the way, one of which early on is typically frustration. Here is the four-step process that I find really helpful and that I personally like to use in that moment. I can't use it until I notice that I'm feeling frustrated. So the more that you understand yourself, what that feels like for you, the quicker you can implement this process. But here's what we do. We just dive in. Step number one, as soon as as you realize you are feeling frustrated, pause. Now this doesn't need to be a long pause. I'm not saying you necessarily turn your back on your kids and lock yourself in the bathroom for 20 minutes. There's a time and a place where that might be helpful. (laughs) That's a whole different conversation. But in this moment, when you realize, oh, I'm frustrated. Ooh, I feel that, that burn in my chest or I feel my shoulders tighten. Whatever your warning sign is to yourself, just pause even if it's only for two seconds. And here's what you do while you pause, my friend. Step number two, take a few deep breaths. Okay, when we get frustrated, a lot of times we start breathing kind of shallow. I'm not going to imitate it right now on the podcast because it would probably sound really weird. But you probably know what I'm talking about. You start breathing kind of shallow and fast. We're like trying to maintain a hold on our, our emotions. So pause and take a few slow, deep breaths. Inhale through your nose and then hold it for a second or two. And then exhale, preferably through your mouth and hold it for a second or two. Taking a few slow, deep breaths during that quick pause helps us at least tell our body, 
I don't need to be escalating right now, okay? Because if our heart rate starts skyrocketing and we're breathing fast and we're breathing shallow and we're physically, our muscles are tightening, we're getting tense, our body is going to react like, oh man, something is wrong. And we are a lot more likely to get angry. We're a lot more likely once we are angry to use our words poorly and to potentially even give in to sin in that moment. So step one, pause. Step two, take a few slow, deep breaths. And here is what I like to do at that point. So hopefully at this point you are at least slightly calmer. You are aware of what's going on and you're able to be intentional about how you respond next. You're not just reacting, you're intentionally responding to your little ones. Smile. That is step three, my friend. I don't mean smile with gritted teeth. I don't mean smile a giant fake, this is our Christmas card smile. I mean, do your best to give that person, that small little child in front of you, or you know, maybe you're at work and it's your boss, whoever it is, give them a smile. This might just be for yourself, my friend, but when we physically put our muscles in the position of a smile, it does help us start to loosen up and lighten the mood. Now, again, you're not necessarily going to hold this smile for forever, but especially with your little ones, they're going to pick up on your emotions really quick. So if you pause, you take a few slow, deep breaths, you smile at them, you are hopefully stopping this situation from escalating. They're not going to be feeding off of your frustration or anger or negative energy. They're going to look at their mom. They're going to see her maybe taking a few deep breaths and they're going to see her smile. And then step four, use their name when you speak to them, address, you know, whatever's going on. Now, I don't mean that, I mean, come on, mama, you know what I'm talking about. I don't mean that like you're in trouble using their full name. Um, Jessica Perkins Hayes, you are in, you need to come over here. No. And that's my full name, by the way. <laughs> I don't mean using that full name. You are in trouble. Get over here, young lady or else. I mean, if you have a nickname or whatever, you know, just using their name, smile at them and use their name. So if your daughter, I'm not going to pick on my kids right this minute, but let's just imagine your daughter steals the phone. She runs away. She's, you know, hiding in the living room while you're in the kitchen saying, bring it back, honey, come on. I need my phone. You know that you're not allowed to be on my phone right now. Bring your phone, bring my phone back. You want to pause? Take a few slow, deep breaths. Now, in that situation, you probably want to go to her because she's not going to see you smile. Um, but hopefully you can go to them, be face to face with them, smile. And maybe you're just saying, hey, honey, give me the phone. But hopefully in that moment, if you think you're calm enough where it cannot be a criti critical use of their name, but where you can just say, hey, Ashley, give mommy back the phone. Hey, Samantha, give mommy back the phone. Hey, Dylan, give mommy back the phone, whatever their name might be. Smile and use their name. Now, does this change the whole outcome of that interaction? It might. Certainly, if it stops you from yelling and saying things that you regret, then yes, you have just changed the entire interaction. It does not guarantee that your kid is going to suddenly say, oh, sure, mommy, I would love to be obedient. I would love to be compliant. I would love to do whatever it is you're asking me to do. 
I'm not making that promise. What I am saying is that following this four-step process, you're feeling frustrated, you notice it, pause as quickly as you can, take a few slow, deep breaths, get face-to-face with them, smile and use their name. I'm saying that that is going to help you, my friend, manage that frustration. Now, at that point, you can say what you need to say. Like the conversation can go on. It still might be some back and forth about give me the phone or you still might have a consequence because they threw their milk intentionally across the room. I'm not saying that the conversation ends there or that you can't give a punishment or whatever that might need to look like for your family and your situation. But at that point, you are in more control over your emotional reaction. You probably still need to monitor your rate of speech, your tone of voice, your breathing, the tension in your body, because it's not like the frustration suddenly disappeared. And so you might need to, throughout the conversation, the whole five minute conversation, you're talking intentionally slowly, taking deep, slow breaths. You're reminding yourself to smile. Um, This might be an ongoing process depending on the situation at hand. For myself, with my kids, many times, I, I, I don't want to throw out a statistic, but many times, just following that four-step process is enough to calm me down, enough to get back in the moment of, okay, let me follow you across the room, let me clean up the milk, let me do whatever it is I need to do, and continue on with my day. The frustration lowers to a level where it's much more manageable. But there are many times, friends, where I follow that four-step process and now, okay, I'm calm enough that I can, I'm not going to yell, I'm not going to scream, you know, I'm not going to say or do something that really throws off the rest of the day and upsets my children even further. But sometimes I do need to continue to be intentional. I continue to feel that frustration. Um, A lot of times, personally, I feel it in my shoulders, like my shoulders get really tight and tense when I'm angry. And so if I notice, okay, I'm still not feeling very loose or very flexible yet, then I know I need to be continually aware of my tone of voice, what I'm saying, and how I'm approaching my kids. And sometimes then I need to turn around and take 5, 10, 15 seconds, repeat this four-step process. It's not necessarily a one-time thing. But at that point, once you've paused, you've taken those slow, deep breaths, you're smiling, you're using their name in a calm way, and you're monitoring, how am I feeling now? Am I able to engage with them? Then you can continue on that conversation. You can continue on with the discipline that might be necessary, or you can continue on with a distraction. Because, hey, if they're not even two years old yet, usually the best way is just, hey, distract you with something else. Let's move on. But... My friend, let's also think about the situation where you try this four-step process and you're still frustrated or, you know, let's be honest that your kid is giving you that look and intentionally pushing your buttons at this point. Oh, you didn't want me to throw the milk? Hmm. What if I throw my fork? What if I knock my whole bowl on the floor? What's mommy going to do then? I'm not saying they're saying this out loud, but we've all had that moment where we're looking them in the eye and we know they are testing our boundaries. They are seeing how far they can push us. Or for them, it's a game. And for us, we are just trying to hold it together. So if you follow this four-step process 
and you're monitoring your frustration and you find, okay, I'm still really frustrated. Maybe it's even escalating and I'm starting to get angry. I'm noticing my tone of voice is getting louder or my muscles are getting more and more tense. At that point, my friend, you don't want to have an argument. I know that you don't want to, in your anger, be sinning. Let's think about Ephesians 4 here. I know that you want to be able to tame your tongue. And the angrier you get, the harder that's going to be. So at that point, what is most helpful is to take a break. And usually if you have a statement for this, you're not just, don't just turn on your heel and walk away. If we're thinking about our interaction with our little children, I might sometimes say, mommy needs a minute. I will be right back. And my kids right now at this moment love to say right back. They're learning words. And so I'll say, I'll be right back. And they say, right back, right back. So, you know, it loosens it up because they're so cute. Come on. But I'll say that same phrase every time. Mommy needs a minute. I'll be right back. Now, as they get older, that'll probably change. I might say, I need a minute to calm myself down, to think about what I'm going to do. I'll be back in one minute. I'll be back in three minutes, you know, whatever it might be. Now, my kids are little. I'm not really going to be leaving and shutting the door and just not watching them while they are potentially even misbehaving. Um, I don't want my daughter running around with my phone doing who knows what with it. So sometimes you might need to do enough breathing and enough just holding it together to finish the situation, to get the phone back or whatever it might be, get your kid off the furniture that they're trying to do a dive off of, get out of the situation that's dangerous or problematic, and then take a break. Okay, so I know that sometimes as moms, we have to hold it together long enough to be able to leave and take a break. But my friend, if you are finding that frustration is building, you're starting to get angry, I hope that we have enough awareness of our life experience to know that usually does not lead to good. Okay, it's when we get angry that it's a lot harder to tame our tongue and it's a lot harder to avoid sinning, to avoid hurting a relationship. And so if you try this four-step process, you will probably find that most of the time it calms you down enough to deal with whatever the situation is and to not escalate. But if you do continue to escalate, and by escalate, I mean your emotions are escalating, then just take a break. Leave the room. Don't use that time to rehearse. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe they did this. Oh, the punishment. Oh, I know what we're going to try this time. You're not escalating yourself further by thinking about the problem. You're taking a break to do those exact same steps, to pause for a little bit longer of a time, to take slow, deep breaths, to try to smile, to try to remind yourself of something wonderful, something you're thankful for about this person. And you're talking to God, my friend. That is the time to say, oh, Lord Jesus, give me strength. Give me patience. Help me control my tongue. Help me calm down. Whatever it is you need in that specific moment. So friends, I hope that you will try out this four-step process for handling frustration with your kiddos and really with anybody else. And I want to offer you a free resource if you find that you are struggling with conflict. Now, this is not so much for your kids, but definitely if you are struggling with conflict in any relationship, if your kids are older and you can actually have a back and forth with how you're handling things, check out 
the show notes for a link to the free 10-point conflict resolution checklist. This is a free resource from Love Your People Well. You can also find it online, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash conflict. But this free checklist is designed so that when you notice that frustration building up, you can pause, pull out the checklist and simply walk through the steps. Some of the steps would be helpful with your kids, um, but it, it does largely assume that this is kind of a back and forth argument. Um, which we all know sounds different with a two-year-old than with even a 12-year-old. And so check out this resource if you find that frustration and anger and conflict is something that is really impacting your family. And while I'm on the subject of free resources, I'm also going to have a link in the show notes to the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. Because if you have not yet signed up for this totally free five-day email course, I know that it will help you bless your kids and your family life. That one is not specifically about conflict, but it is about breaking out of the rut so that you can reconnect with your family. Both of these resources I know would be super helpful for you. And with all of that in mind, my one last call is if you have not yet hit the follow button, the subscribe hey button friend, before for you go, the Love Your People Well podcast, helpful, that is how every episode over to Apple Podcasts right up on your phone, my friends. Every Tuesday, not every Friday, me. that's my current um, posting schedule. It'll just pop you know right up there into you whatever your favorite right podcast your player is. Well. And so Copy hit the follow button to this episode. Hit the subscribe button today to someone who you're not missing anything to hear today's conversation. Podcast. Or just take that a screenshot. That is all I have for you today. Instagram my stories friends, and tag me. Hugs and blessings to you. Well. I'll talk to you soon.